What is up, guys? Nick Script on the P2W Fantasy Podcast. A little bit of an improv episode just on the lunch break here in the office. So we'll, we'll skip the uh, the intro video and uh, cut straight to the show here. Uh, but before we get into the show, as always, this podcast is partnered up with the Fantasy Points Media Group, which is a branch of FantasyPoints.com. It's a one-stop shop for everything fantasy football you are looking for. Articles, they have data on there projections they have dfs stuff have an awesome discord media content i do a show for them twice a week and uh again one-stop shop i think it's the 101 of fantasy sites if you sign up today use a promo code p2w22 for a discount so i have some notes here from week four just going through each nfl team and some things that i found so instead of you digging through each team i'll just lay out the things that i thought were important to note from this past week, week four, we do have a game tonight with the 49ers versus the Rams, but we'll uh, forego that game just to talk about everything else that did happen, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. So Hollywood Brown continues to perform as a wide receiver one, back-to-back weeks above 20 fantasy points. Great volume here, 11, 17, and 11 targets. Ertz is doing the same thing, 16.7 fantasy points this week. He's never been under 10.5 on the year. I expected this coming into the season. I was huge on Zach Ertz having a good role, especially with no DeAndre Hopkins. Rondale Moore came back to five targets. You know, typical Rondale performance, though, with 11 total receiving yards. Uh, Dorch with one target uh, Target here. Likely can drop him um, just seeing that Rondale came back and, and had more work than him. Uh, I really don't want either one of those guys. Atlanta, Mariota was terrible in this one, seven for 19. Uh, 19 passing attempts really hurts Drake London and Kyle Pitts in their fantasy stocks for the week. Patterson was banged up coming into this one, nine total touches, uh, which opened up some work for Tyler Algier, the rookie, who had 10 carries and a catch, but also Caleb Huntley, who had the same amount of carries but scored a touchdown. Added this note late, but uh, Patterson hit the IR. He's out four weeks with his knee issue, or they're projecting around there. Uh, I'd probably take... Algier, the rookie, but they don't have the easiest uh, of schedules against the run coming up. In Baltimore, not a great day at the office for anyone outside of J.K. Dobbins. He had 22.23 fantasy points, 13 carries for 41 rushing yards and a touchdown, four receptions for 22 receiving yards and a touchdown. Two good signs here. So progression in his workload after coming off of that injury. He had nine touches last week. He had 17 this week. The other one is the involvement in the passing game, four catches. That's worth noting because that's been a big, you know, asterisk next to uh, Baltimore running backs in the past. Like, hey, do they actually get the receiving work? We saw last year with Freeman, but Lamar Jackson was out for a lot of that year. So good signs for J.K. Dobbins. Buffalo, Josh Allen started rough, finished with a completion percentage of um, 52.8. Not great. He had a one-to-one touchdown interception ratio, but... A rushing touchdown, 70 rushing yards, helped him actually not have a bust week. He might be bust-proof just knowing that if he is having a bad passing day, he can make up for it on the ground. It's a good team in general, and, uh, I mean, Josh Allen's going to be tough for him not to be a top three, top two quarterback this year once again. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie scored his third touchdown of the year. He was on track for a good game, ended up leaving with a head injury, six targets, the same amount as Stefan Diggs. I made a video on Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie, and it could have been a major hit, but 
at the end of the day, he did beat his projection, so it was a fine play. Gabe Davis was questionable with an ankle injury heading into this one. Not sure if this is the reason he only saw three targets in the game, but back-to-back weeks under seven fantasy points, I'd be a little concerned. Maybe he's banged up. Maybe he's not going to get the consistent targets that you you need for him um, to be comfortable every week, you know, having a good week. Can't play Dawson Knox. He has yet to hit 10 fantasy points. Carolina finally had a uh, big CMC fantasy day, 25.8 fantasy points after two back-to-back games above 100 yards rushing. He didn't do really much on the ground in this one, but he did a ton through the air, nine catches for 81 receiving yards and a touchdown. It's shocking, right? You know, you use Christian McCaffrey in the passing game and he does well, like what he's always done. Uh, He had one less catch in this one than his first three games combined. So we've been really missing him being involved in the the passing game, and he was in this one. DJ Moore, good volume. You know, not a good fantasy day, though. Didn't kill you with 12.1 fantasy points, but certainly didn't help. Third straight game under 200 passing yards. Yet to throw two touchdowns in a game. He had two interceptions in this one. Really want to see Sam Darnold because Baker Mayfield is not it. Chicago, finally some life for Darnell Mooney, 13.4 fantasy points. Isn't any, you know, it's not anything wild, but uh, for someone who hasn't scored five fantasy points this season so far, that's somewhat of a good sign. 94 receiving yards, 20 touches for Herbert. He had an average day, though, on the ground. Really tough offense still to be able to play anybody comfortably, though. I think the only person you want to play is whoever the starting running back is because of the rushing volume we've seen David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert actually get. Cincinnati, Higgins led the team in targets and scored the best fantasy points, 25.4. All of these tweets, though, you know, saying, is Higgins better than Jamar Chase? And he's had this amount of targets the last X Games versus Chase. You know, it's pretty reactionary to me. You know, we always seem to have to weigh two wide receivers against each other, you know, too often when both are going to be, you know, good plays and great dynasty assets. Uh, Chase with 12-ish fantasy points, uh, it'll change, you know, it'll come. Uh, Good mix in day. He was coming off of two pretty bad fantasy weeks. Good sign is he continued to have, you know, high volume. So he's He's bound to score fantasy points, even if he's inefficient, which he's he's been. He's been pretty inefficient so far this season. Uh, he has yet to surpass three yards per carry. Uh, people mention Najee Harris and being inefficient, but having a lot of volume uh, last season as a rookie. And that's that's what we're kind of seeing right now out of Joe Mixon. But you, you love the volume, so you can't be too upset if he doesn't have, you know, the most... Uh, Efficient, I keep saying efficient over and over again, but day at the office, especially if he's getting the work that uh, he's been seeing this season. Cleveland, Nick Chubb continues to perform as the potential RB1. Three out of four of his games played. He's had above 112 rushing yards. He scored in all of his last three games. Solid volume. Second week this season where Donovan Peoples-Jones has had a ton of looks. Week one, he had 11 targets. Week four, he had nine. Hard to read right now just because... You know, week one and week four, the targets look good. Uh, we know he's a, a big play upside sort of wide receiver. But in the middle, you know, weeks two and three, he's getting one and three targets. So it's it's super up and down. I think he's more of a, a dart throw, swing for the fences, you know, sort of play, probably dependent on the matchup. Really down Amari Cooper week. I'm sure Atlanta was, you know, focused in on him for the passing game. Might just be like a Mike Williams 
sort of roller coaster though with uh with Amari Cooper. Um, he had two weeks under five fantasy points and two weeks above twenty three. So not a ton of consistencies. We we've seen that in the past. So with Amari Cooper, but definitely was a game I thought he was going to be much better in. Dallas. So CD Lamb is thriving right now with Cooper Rush to. Uh, 22.7 and 21.7 fantasy points the last two weeks scored in both games maybe we shouldn't have knee-jerk reacted the way we did with with Dak Prescott uh, not being the quarterback and being injured Michael Gallup returned and scored I'm sure he's going to gradually build his way back into more of a workload Noah Brown had six targets in this one uh, injured his neck though goose eggs for Dalton Schultz and Jalen Tolbert you know Tolbert we don't expect a ton from Schultz we do, but he's also been a guy banged up, so I'm not you know super super worried about him. And I think Gallup, uh, again, didn't have like this huge week, but is going to get more work gradually. Who probably going to kick out Noah Brown for uh, those targets? Zeke had 21 touches to Pollard's nine. Pollard was a bust. Zeke wasn't very good, but it's still Zeke's backfield, whether you like it or not. You know all these people that have pushed for Pollard being the lead back. It's it's not happening in Denver. Uh, PSA, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, both can be good. You don't have to love one and hate the other. Uh, 16.2 for Cortland Sutton and 15.3 for Jerry Judy. Nobody went, you know, quote unquote nuclear like the cool analysts, you know, say, but, uh, it's fine production. Both guys were fine plays. Um, I think both guys are going to be good for most of the season. Obviously you're gonna have your up and down weeks, but again, you don't have to like love or hate only one of these guys. And uh, both guys had a had a decent day. The big news here: Javante Williams tore his ACL and LCL. Uh, reported just before noon Central Time. You know it's unbelievable news. Your your heart goes out to the guys, so you gotta feel for the guys a person before we you know dive deep into the fantasy aspect of it. But for a young running back who a lot of us were hoping was gonna break out, um, terrible to see him have that injury. Uh, Melvin Gordon should be the lead back with Mike Moon factoring in. Uh, Gordon had a fumbling issue this season that you know he was in a press conference taking some heat for, but uh, four fumbles in four games not the not the uh, the best sign there. But we've seen plenty of good Melvin Gordon. You just don't want him to fumble and, and lose touches because of it to uh, to Mike Boone potentially. But uh, R- Russell Wilson in general had his first good fantasy day. He had more fantasy points in week four than weeks two and three combined. Even though he threw the ball less in this one than both of those games. Touchdowns made the difference. So two through the air, and he had one on the ground. Detroit, I made sure to add TJ Hawkinson into my DFS lineup. That won me a whole $8, which was big time. Uh, Noah Monroe St. Brown or DeAndre Swift or DJ Chark. So that meant that TJ Hawkinson was the go-to. Eight catches on 12 targets for 179 receiving yards and two touchdowns. 39.9 fantasy points. Uh, should people miss time? I think that's a good boost for TJ Hawkinson. If everybody's healthy, I don't know. It's kind of tough. I mean, he did see seven targets the first two weeks, but there's just a lot of guys getting some good volume. And we know that Amon Ross St. Brown is a guy that is probably going to see like close to 10 targets when he's when he's healthy. So um, Jamal Williams had over 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He's a top 10 running back right now. Uh, you have to think he's going to continue to get some work even when DeAndre Swift comes back, and that's tough. Saying that is is one of the biggest Swift guys you'll meet, but he's he's playing very well right now. Jared Goff is a must-roster QB, another solid week. Hard to argue he won't finish top 12 right now at this rate. I mean, he, he's balling out even missing people right now. 
He's had two passing touchdowns. I'm sorry, he's had two games with four touchdowns uh, this season already. So that shows a lot of upside for the quarterback position. Green Bay Aaron Jones was right at his projection. AJ Dillon, three straight weeks under 10 fantasy points. He's had solid, you know, he had solid volume in this one uh, with 18 touches, just wasn't super productive. So if he's doing bad and not getting work, that's one thing. But if he's not performing well, but still getting the volume, then I wouldn't be, you know, ready to cut ties completely from him from my lineup. Uh, both Alan Lazard and Romeo Dubs had eight targets. Lazard went for 116 yards. Dobbs uh, scored a touchdown for the second straight week. These two are looking like the two guys you want to play. I know some people are going to you know, slowly look at Christian Watson um, and give him some looks for, for fantasy, but, I mean, he had a rushing touchdown. He only had three targets in this game. Uh, you know, I'm not in on him unless one of those two guys gets banged up. But Alan Lazard, Romeo uh, Dubs right now looking like uh, two, two guys you want in your lineups. Uh, flex play potential. Houston, Damian Pierce won up to his 18.1 fantasy points versus Chicago with 25.9 versus the Chargers. He had a 75 yard rushing, he had 75 yards and a touchdown. Had a 75 yard touchdown. That's what I'm trying to get at here. I'm like taking a look at my number notes here, and uh, sometimes my, my handwriting looks like it's cursive, but it was not supposed to be cursive. But yeah, he, he did break off for that 75 yard rushing touchdown, 131 total on the day. Not efficient with his receiving work, but six catches, 20 total touches. That's good volume. He's very like James Robinson esque right now. Uh, volume running back on a you know team that doesn't look great, even though they've been pretty competitive to start the year. Uh, Cooks had his best day of the year, aided by a touchdown. Nico Collins had 82 receiving yards. You know he he has receiving yard upside. He just needs to catch more passes or score to be trusted as a flex play. Nico Collins. The Colts uh, huge Mo Alley Cox day six catches for 85 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 26.5 fantasy points. First day having more than three targets, though. So it's tough to say, like, hey, like, he's a tight end. We should be looking to stream right now. So I'm not sure I'm completely buying in just yet. Alec Pierce had six targets his most of the year. He had five last week. I think he's the number two right there. Maybe that's a potential waiver wire add, depending on, you know, depending on your league size and who else is available. Jonathan Taylor got banged up in this one. He had an ankle issue. Uh, I believe it came back negative, and he has a chance to play uh, the report said that I I saw briefly earlier. If he were to miss, I don't think he, uh, I don't think Hines takes over a workhorse sort sort of role. But you know, I, whoever the other guy is, I'm not super interested in adding. Um, I just you know, if it was somebody that we knew about, you know, knew anything about, then then maybe. But it's 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 not a guy I'd be running and spending all my waiver wire money on necessarily. The Jags, uh, Jamal Agnew had a big day, two touchdowns, mainly, you know, he's he mainly filled in for Zay Jones, though, so I wouldn't go crazy there. Uh, fun fact for the running backs, Jermichael Hasty scored more fantasy points than Travis Etienne and James Robinson for that running back room, but he only had 4.2 fantasy points, so that says a lot for the running backs in general, but nobody else had a day worth noting. Everyone outside of Agnew was under nine fantasy points. For the Chiefs, big Kelsey and Mahomes game, the sky is blue. I mean, we're, we're talking about the same stuff we've been talking about since uh, Mahomes and Kelsey you know, started that connection. Uh, CEH tied his week one score with 22.4 fantasy points. 
For the first time, though, we saw some solid work. The first three weeks, 10, 12, and 12 touches, but solid production. So I was a bit nervous, you know, seeing that he wasn't getting a lot of work, but he was, you know, scoring good fantasy points because that's all you need to do is not score a touchdown and he was going to have a bad week. It's encouraging to me, though, that he had 20 total touches in this one. I mean, that 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 shows that they're, you know, giving him more and not spreading it out to like McKinnon and Pacheco. Uh, it, it's encouraging. Juju, eight targets, two weeks in a row. That's good. The production, though, hasn't been great. I think he's more of a flex play right now than your, your starting wide receiver. At least the targets are there, but he's got to pick it up with uh, actually doing something to help your fantasy team. Chargers, Austin Eckler did what he did last year. He scored, you know, hella touchdowns, three total in this one to get him 34.9 fantasy points. He's not a great rusher, so he relies on catches and touchdowns. Uh, didn't score the first three weeks, so it's nice to see him score and, and not just score, but score three. Mike Williams, 19 fantasy points after a down week. That's the Mike Williams roller coaster experience. Uh, three, week one, 25.3. Week two, 8.5. Week three, and then 19, week four. So up and down production, just like we've seen throughout his career. Gerald Everett back on track with 17.1 fantasy points. He scored a touchdown, another decent receiving yard day with 61. He's a must-start tight end who looks like a top five tight end right now. Right now. The Raiders, Josh Jacobs had himself a day, 34.5 fantasy points. He was my start of the week last week, uh, one of them. 28-4, 144 rushing yards and two touchdowns in this one, five catches. Absolute monster. Um, Devontae Adams went nine for 101 on 13 targets. Ten-plus targets for Adams in three out of four of the games so far. For the Dolphins, Tua will be out this week due to his concussion. That was a super scary sight. You know, Teddy Bridgewater will fill in. Great backup to have. Maybe one of the best in the league, to be honest. Uh, 75 career regular season games. You know, don't get cute with starting Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell when it's Teddy Bridgewater. If it was a no-name quarterback, that's one thing, but we have a true veteran here. Big Tyreek Hill day, rough Waddle day, Trent Sherfield is a deep, deep league guy to take a look at after six targets. Mostert had 15 carries for 69 yards in this one, two catches for 12. Chase Edmonds, five carries for six yards, two catches for 14. The argument can be made that Mostert is the better running back to roster right now. Edmonds feels like a huge L of mine so far this year just because he was a guy I was really vouching for this season uh, before things kicked off. But He's been saved by touchdowns the last two weeks, but the seven total touches back-to-back for these past two games is not something I'm worth trusting right now. For the Vikings, I talked about Justin Jefferson and said not to panic on the midweek mailbag show for fantasy points. I mentioned them scheming up touches for him. He had a rushing touchdown. I also mentioned 10-plus targets this week. He had 13. Second week, over 30 fantasy points. Madison sniped a Dalvin Cook touchdown, which was super frustrating for me having a decent amount of Cook. He has yet to have a big game, Dalvin Cook. It's, it, it has been frustrating. He's been okay and rushed decently, but hasn't scored for fantasy the way you'd like. Thielen had his second week in a row scoring fine. Uh, still a, a guy that's going to crack your lineup on a weekly basis unless something changes. He looked like he was banged up on, on like every catch in this one, but I haven't seen anything saying that he's hurt. For the Patriots, they uh, they pushed the Packers this week despite Bailey Zappi, their third-string quarterback, having to come in. 
Damian Harris went 18 for 86 and a touchdown. Ramondre went 14 for 66. He had four catches, so 19 to 18 in total touches. Uh, Harris did have a catch. True split, but but good volume for both guys. So we might be looking at a team that's going to be led by their running backs. Uh, very like Cleveland Browns kind of. Um, Mac Jones being out, I think that's really going to push the running backs. Even when he comes back, I, I think both guys are going to get a decent amount of work. Uh, Devontae Parker scored again. He didn't have a big week, though, after that 156 receiving yard game he had last week. Hunter Henry right now looks like a drop. For the Saints, Chris Olave looks like the fantasy rookie wide receiver one. Scored his first NFL touchdown. He's a threat for big plays nonstop. He had Andy Dalton in this one, but he still managed a, a 32 and a 20-yard receiving play. Alvin Kamara was inactive with his ribs. Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray split work with Murray having the better day. Jarvis Landry with two targets didn't help him once again get past five fantasy points, even with no Michael Thomas, so obvious concern there. For the Giants, Daniel Jones looked like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts with six carries for 68 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Looks like he's got an ankle injury, but not something we should worry about based off of the reports. Saquon Barkley went off against the Bears, 31 carries for 146 rushing yards, two catches. Another guy who's in the RB1 race. I think he's leading that race right now. Uh, he's looking like the best running back in the NFL, just in all complete honesty. The Jets' Zach Wilson came back, and not only did he come back, but he executed the Philly special, catching a touchdown. 252 passing yards. He had a touchdown, but two interceptions. Brees Hall edged Michael Carter even more in snap percentage. He had 51 last week, and he climbed up to 66% of the snaps in this game. 17 for 66 and a rushing touchdown. He had two receptions. 19 to 11 in the touches in this game. I expect him to have a solid season and continue to be more and more of a workhorse versus a split back. Major trade target right now in, in redraft for Brees Hall just because he hasn't had that like 20-point fantasy game yet despite you know having two 15-point games in a row. Michael Carter's still going to get work. Um, he's not going to be you know a, a standalone you know, 100% workhorse, but you like the fact if you have Brees Hall that he's getting uh, a good amount of work right now. Corey Davis was the best wide receiver with the two young guys not doing much in this one. Uh, Davis scored a touchdown. For Philly, uh, in true fantasy world fashion, Miles Sanders had a terrible week when I said he was going to be uh, a good play. I said last week he was one of my starts of the week. Uh, he was terrible. And then, of course, this week, 27 carries for 134 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Gainwell sniped a rushing touchdown on top of it, so he could have had more. But that's that's really nice volume for a guy that uh, has been running the ball pretty well. He doesn't get the passing work, but if he continues to be efficient with his his, his running, I think that uh, there's not a ton more you can ask for if he's seeing good volume like he did today or in that game. Rushing touchdown for Jalen Hurts, but barely over 200 yards passing and an interception. Not a great day for him after uh, solid weeks for Devonta Smith. Also, he cooled off to score terribly again. A.J. Brown was fine, you know, five yards shy of 100 receiving yards. The lowest targets, though, of the season with seven. For the Steelers, third straight week with having his team's longest reception and eight targets this week for George Pickens. He had over 100 yards receiving. 
he was the best receiver for the Steelers. This is definitely worth noting, and Pickens is going to be an easy waiver wire name to add. I think on ESPN he was uh, like around 40% or something like that. After a 7 for 13, so 7 attempts, I'm sorry, 7 completions for 13 attempts, an 84 passing yard start, and an interception for Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett stepped in to go 10 completions for 13 attempts, 120 passing yards, but three interceptions, three interceptions. He did have two rushing touchdowns, so I'm, I'm not sure what direction Tomlin is going to go in, but it's it's hard to it's hard to you know, say that he's 100% going to go with Kenny Pickett or 100% Mitch Trubisky's season's done. I, I have like a really on the fence feeling about it. You know, I I think if you give the the young guy a chance and then you take away the keys straight from him, that can be tough, but it, it's worth monitoring. Pat Fryermuth had his best fantasy day with 15.5. He had 85 receiving yards. He's a must-start tight end right now. Najee Harris scored 7.4 fantasy points, 18 carries for 74 rushing yards, zero catches, which is a nightmare to hear after you know that he led the league last year in targets. Uh, he's off to a terrible start, to be honest, Najee Harris. The Seahawks, my one and only stream of the week, Geno Smith for the QB position, went off for over 30 fantasy points. Back-to-back -back weeks as a top 10 quarterback. It's important to note, two touchdowns thrown in three out of four of his games. He had three total in this game because he had one on the ground. It's a good sign for DK Metcalf who everyone wanted to write off. He had seven catches in this one for 149 receiving yards. He had a big day, best fantasy week so far this season, back-to-back -back solid scoring weeks for the fantasy world. Tyler Lockett didn't go wild or anything, but the last three games, he's been he's been a fine play. You want him in your lineup. Uh, weeks two and three, he had solid fantasy points. Him and DK get the work, uh, so there's nothing really to be uneasy about with Geno Smith playing well. Bunch of Twitter debates with Rashad Penny going on that I, I you know, I stay out of, and people are, you know, kind of take locking or you know, over celebrating. But you know, you could see both sides of it. In all honesty, but uh, he scored under ten fantasy points three straight weeks. But he had himself a twenty twenty one sort of performance with uh, with what he did in this one. Seventeen carries for one hundred fifty one rushing yards and two touchdowns. Big big Rashad Penny day. Ken Walker third only had eight carries in this one. For Tampa Bay, both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin saw 10 targets following his boxing incident that got him suspended. Mike Evans made up for uh, lost time with two touchdowns and 30 fantasy points, 30-ish fantasy points. Leonard Fournette had a good day primarily, though, due to seven catches and a receiving touchdown because he rushed for three, uh, three times for negative three yards. The big curveball here to, to talk about is uh, Rashad White. His usage is increasing. Three carries to tie Fournette's. Uh, he also had five catches, which was only two shy of Fournette's catches. He had a rushing touchdown. It's it's worth monitoring. I think he's a good back to roster uh, regardless, just because if, if Fournette knock on wood went down, I think he's on a team that will feature him both on the ground and through the air. So Rashad White's a guy you should be rostering as is. But it looks like he's starting to play a little bit. Tennessee Burks left early in this one with turf toe. Uh, Woods scored a touchdown despite 
if he targets in the game. Derrick Henry had his first day over 100 yards rushing for this season. Three straight week, weeks with a rushing touchdown. So, you know, player prop that anytime touchdown, Derrick Henry and, you know, somebody else random to, to win some money. But back-to-back weeks above 20 fantasy points, three out of four games this season. He's had at least 21 touches, so you have to love that volume. Derrick Henry continues to be a very trustworthy play. And last year, the commanders, every commander outside of Jahan Dotson scored under 10 fantasy points. He scored his fourth receiving touchdown of the season. Love Dotson, but he left with a hamstring injury, and it looks like that injury is going to take him out a week or two based off of the uh, report I just saw before recording this. I'd be concerned with Terry McLaurin, just to note here. Curtis Samuel has 37 targets on the year. Uh, McLaurin's got 27. Dotson has 22. It's not the alpha look that many people thought he was going to be going into the season with a potential QB upgrade. And Wentz has been decent, but he had a bad day this week. Uh, he was hit 11 times in this one, so being hit 11 times doesn't really help your case. But he threw for 170 passing yards. He had one touchdown, two interceptions. Tough, tough for anybody in the offense to really benefit off that. Brian Robinson has been medically cleared and activated, the running back, rookie running back. That's interesting because Antonio Gibson has not rushed for above 50 yards the last three games in a row. Just some quick notes there. Uh, I'll talk about the starts of the week uh, later on. Obviously, it's too early for that, but uh, I'll recap what I said in week three. I had some major, major hits that I'm pretty proud about. Uh, a miss or two, but I've been pretty successful the last uh, last two weeks here with the, the Starts of the Week podcast. So if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe because I'll be dropping that one later on. Um, I've been dropping some solid flex plays on that, that episode. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, as always. And uh, good luck this week in your matchups. And uh, we'll keep trucking along here for me to help you guys play to win.